I'm Dave Rubin, and this is another Friday Rubin Report panel extravaganza. Today we'll be talking about the dystopian state of California and the upcoming recall of our governor, Gavin Newsom. I'm very excited. Joining me today are host at the Washington Examiner, Alicia Krauss, former ambassador to Germany and former acting director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell, and author of I'm Your Emotional Support Animal and host of The Adam Carolla Show, Adam Carolla. Guys, welcome to The Rubin Report. Hey. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right, you're all in LA, but Carolla, you were the only one born in California, so I'll let you start. What do you make of the state of this place, this dystopian place? that we live in. I may not only be the only one amongst us who was born in California, I may be the only person that was born in <laughs> California because I've never met anyone except for Dr. Drew. My girls. Born in uh, anyone uh, over 30, I should say. Okay. Um, you know, I always look at California as a beautiful blonde in high school who just kind of got by in her looks and always had a date and never had to study and life was pretty good. And now that blonde is 46 and has some crow's feet and actually needs to do something. And the thing is, is like, Hey, we got the ocean. We got the mountains. We got Malibu. We got Disneyland, even if it's shuttered. So we don't really have to do anything because we're so attractive. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to hustle like other states with bad weather and bad topography. So they've got to kind of earn it. Whereas we've always just went like, hey, we'll just hang around. We'll just flutter our eyelashes and the, the boys will come to us. And we're getting a little long in the tooth and we're not as attractive as we used to be. And the boys are leaving for Texas and Florida. Yeah, well, now she's got a drug addicted uh, homeless guy living under her dress. Not right. As, not as appealing. Uh, Alicia, you moved here, what, eight years ago from, from the middle yeah. of this great country. Why are you yeah. still here? I gotta say, I think for me, you know, my husband and I are practicing evangelical Christians. And for us, we currently feel like our purpose and our calling is to be here and to raise our girls here. Um, they're of the ages 11 to 18 months. There's four of them. I'm homeschooling because new some of the teachers unions don't care about our schools, but we can get to that in a moment. Um, they don't care about our schools or our kids. And so for us to uproot we kind of the, the motto that we've said, and I respect everyone's individual decisions and kind of uh, risk assessment that they're taking, but we didn't want to flee in fear and we didn't want to stay because of pride. And we are very plugged into our local community and our local church. My husband is a business owner here in the state, and um, we wanted to be able to potentially make a difference. And we feel like if we just leave, we're not going to be able to change anything in this state. And I mean, Jerry Brown once infamously said it as goes California, so goes the rest of the nation. And I'd like to hopefully shift California so that that is a positive thing and not negative for the rest of the nation. Yeah, well, for the record, and my audience has heard me say this before, I wanna stay and fight. That's why I'm so thrilled about Gavin being recalled. But you know, your buddy, Michael Knowles over at the Daily Wire, I had him over for dinner. He <laughs> agreed with me that we were both gonna stay. We said, we're gonna stay and fight. And then the next morning, the Daily Wire announced that they were moving to Nashville. So I gotta deal. <laughs> I got to do things yeah. wrong there. One, Michael Knowles is my buddy. And then two, to even trust him or anything that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Uh, Rick, I know how much you love California. Like you, I, I know you personally were friends. Like you love California, you love LA, you love the desert, you love the beaches, you've been here forever. Does it have a chance? Does it have a chance to turn around? It has to have a chance. Here's the problem is if you leave California, you find yourself in not California. And that's a worst, worst state of affairs. I, I just love this state. And we've got we to gotta do something to fight back. I went to elementary school in Redwood City. And back then, San Francisco, Bay Area, or as we used to say, uh, we lived between San Francisco and San Jose. And now it's just the entire Bay Area. And it's a, a shell of what it once was. We, we've got to keep up. And we've got to be able to support the middle class, the people who love California, who are here, not because they're a Hollywood star or they did a get, uh, you know, a, a technology that, that got them to be billionaires. And so now they live in the Hollywood Hills. There's a whole bunch of people that make California great. And I have to say that I don't believe I'm not one of these people that believe that anyone in, in California in the majority is partisan. I think the majority of people are not partisan. We're so far away from Washington. We just uh, always try to be at the cutting edge and want to do something different. And that's why I think they are leading the nation with getting rid of the governor who has had him on lockdowns more than any other governor across the country. Yeah, as we're recording this right now, I just read this morning that we are now the last state when it comes to reopening gyms. So they, I mean, they don't even want us, it's not mm. they don't want us going out to eat and seeing each other. They also want us, I guess, fat and, and unhealthy. Adam, why is it, we've talked about this before, I actually want all of your opinions on this, but Adam, why is it that people in California, as someone that's lived here your whole life, cannot seem to uh, grasp the concept that the people that they vote for have something to do with the bad policies that they are surrounded by? They hate the schools, they keep voting people the in. They hate the homeless situation, they keep voting for people that bring these things, the drugs, the whole thing. Why can they not make, is it the sun? It's just too much sun and they've been fried. Yeah, I think there's some delusion going on, but I think a lot of it started when we started getting into the real ad hominem stuff where we were like, you people on this side of the aisle are bad people. You're not people we disagree with, we do disagree with you, but you're also bad people and our people are good people. So when you have your people who you've labeled as good people doing bad things, mm -hmm. you just become like this mom who's a horrible mom, but you go, but she loves her kids, but she loves, you know, she loves those kids. And it's like, right, but she's feeding them crap for breakfast. The house is a mess. There's no insurance. There's no alarm. Her car isn't insured. I know, but she loves, she loves those kids. So I believe if they removed all these sort of good and bad from the equation. And they just went, look, just brass tacks. Here's what these people are doing. Here's what these people are suggesting. Then we could do it because as long as you think your side is good or virtuous, then you're just going to vote for your side, no matter what they do and what they do is bad. So in a one party state, Alicia, how do we convince people that always voting to raise taxes is probably not great for business? 
I mean, Adam is inspiring me with all of his analogies, although I wish he'd use a male analogy every once in a while, but it almost reminds me, you know, piggybacking on what he's These saying. Broads like, and their opinions, you know, they're always <laughs> chirping. That's yes, I'll, I'll do a male one. Next. It almost reminds me to what he was saying. It's almost like a parent that is enabling the drug abuser. It's like, well, if I give them more money, maybe they'll help themselves one of these days instead of the tough love. And I think that people really with the recall Newsom, and I think uh, credit to the awful pandemic that we've all lived through, thank goodness, and we have the t-shirts to show it, that this has really been a bipartisan issue of frustration in the overreach of government. And I, definitely with regards to the hypocrisy of government. And so I think that I even have hardcore leftist friends and people in Hollywood that are definitely leaning to the left that are messaging me, oh yeah, I signed the petition, but I'm afraid I'll be outed. Or I donated to the recall effort, but I'm afraid I'll be outed, as we've seen with some of the other people that were funding the effort. I think that we are at a breaking point, and I am hopeful, even though some of what I'm seeing is only anecdotal personal experience, that people are realizing, all right, we need to be engaged, we need to be involved, because you also see people on the other side of the aisle that tend to only vote for the you know, president, vote for a couple of props here and there where they maybe saw Sophia Bush in an ad talking about how to help the children, and then they ignore the down-ballot uh, races that are crucial because politics is local, and what is affecting your local schools are the people that you're, uh, you know, voting for here at the supervisor level, whether or not you can open restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that this is a an example and a basic case in how our education system has failed people of completely understanding how government works, and hopefully this is a wake-up call for them to realize that they need to get involved. So if, if the wake-up call doesn't happen, at least at like the super local level, Rick, you've been probably as outspoken on on getting rid of Newsom as anybody. Do you think, well, A, it sounds like there there are the votes, right? We know that we already have, or there are enough signatures. We know that we have over 1.5 million. They're gonna contest some of them, so the goal is probably to get 1.8 or 1.9 so that it happens. But do you think the people will have woken up enough to go, oh, we shouldn't just vote him right back in after we recall him, we gotta actually find somebody else? Look, I, th I think, first of all, let's be honest, um, we're going to need uh, well over two million because the, the entire system, this is a one party system. And we've got a brand new secretary of state. She's never been involved at all in uh, these issues. And she was just placed there by Gavin Newsom. And now she's going to be in charge of collecting all of these uh, signatures validated from the counties. So there's going to be a whole bunch of game playing. Um, Gavin has already announced that a male uh, in ballots, mail ballots, will be sent to everybody on the voter list. Now, I can tell you those voter lists are atrocious, and that's why they want to send a ballot to every single person on that list. Because in California, we move a lot. People mm -hmm. are transient. That list is crap. And I can tell you it's crap because in Los Angeles County, they sent two ballots to my neighbor's parents who had been dead for 10 years and 12 years. And the Twitter community relations people, what did they do? Rather than say, wow, don't you think we should contact Los Angeles County and tell them that they're sending ballots to dead people? No, they kicked me off Twitter for two days because I shared the information. They shot the messenger as community relations people. So big tech is now working to mess this whole system up, mail ballots to people who don't know they're coming. Ask yourself why Ohio and Florida, 60% of the people did mail-in ballots and there were virtually no problems. And that's because you have to request 
the ballot. We are all for mail-in ballots. But if you live somewhere, you need to tell the county what your address is and that you want the ballot so you know it's coming. Then we can have mail-in ballots. This reckless system that Gavin just signed off on of mailing ballots out to the current voter rolls, the current voter rolls are a mess. And this is just asking for fraud. And it's going to be the way that he can figure out a way to stay in office. This is really outrageous. Yeah, well, look, I, I, I don't want to get off, I don't want to get kicked off YouTube or Twitter, but David and I got mail-in ballots to our old address that we had moved it, moved from months before, and then we voted from our new address, but we didn't even have to show ID. I mean, you, I actually took my ID out thinking you have to do something, and the guy was like, no, 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 put that away. Um, Adam, <laughs> Adam, you think, uh, you think they're gonna get him? You tweet about your frustrations with this place every day. You think, you think something could actually turn with Newsom? It, it'd be nice. Um, <clears throat> for me, one of my greatest laments is how passive all the citizens have become, mm -hmm. how sort of sheep-like, how the government just sort of says jump and we just sort of say how high. I, I am, you know, the fact that it's been a year and businesses are still shuttered and schools are still shuttered and I'm not hearing an uprising or pushback. So, you know, I think to me, the real disappointment isn't in the government. I don't really trust the government. I feel like they're just doing what they're here to do, which is bigger, more control, more power over you and a bigger part of your life and telling you what to do. I'm really devastated and kind of shocked and surprised that the people haven't stood up and said enough is enough. This is the United States. This is not how we roll. And to take it a step further, not only are they not stepping up, they're trying to cancel out people who do yeah, step up, yeah. which is now we're getting into some weird Orwellian territory. So if the people would just be a little more pragmatic and a little less, you know, visceral or use their head instead of their heart a little bit and realize what is going on in this state and how it just gets progressively worse every year, and step up and vote, vote. Let's just be a little more pragmatic. Let's just use math. Let's just use math instead of our heart or compassion or empathy or all this BS that everyone bandies about. I've never heard more talk about empathy from politicians, but they know they're dealing with dumb people in California who are very married to these to these themes. So for me, I wish the people would just step up, admit they were wrong. You made a mistake. You voted for Gavin Newsom. He is an imbecile and there's something wrong with him. He doesn't, his synapses don't fire. He's either a pathological liar or he doesn't, his vessels don't contain blood or whatever you want to say about him. You idiots of California, you made a mistake and you voted for an imbecile. Now write the ship, admit you were wrong, and go another direction. Just for the record, have any of the three of you ever spent $15,000 on wine during a pandemic at the most expensive restaurant in the United States? Just two no, times, but, but oh. <laughs> I know Corolla has, but the, the other, you know, he's a big Hollywood star. Rick, you That's were a public right. servant. You've never done that, have you? I've never spent $15,000 on wine during, the bustling times of this, you know, economy. No, uh, uh, that it's ridiculous. I'm way too cheap for that. I would never do that. Um, I, 
the, the guy in the Costco wine section might know me by my first name, but I have never spent that much on wine before. <laughs> so, so Alicia, to, to Adam's point, what, what I'm kind of worried about because it is a one party state is that there is, mm -hmm. just, there is just a true culture of fear in that people, like I was just in Florida for the last 10 days, people were happy. People were out and about. I was in restaurants where there were 85 and 90 year olds, a lot of old people in Florida, and they were having dinner and making decisions for themselves. <laughs> but that the culture of fear around here, so many people afraid to let their dogs now say hi to each other. Like that that thing is, that is more scary to me than the policies in a way that the yeah. people, literally my neighbor like three houses over had a, had a baby shower 10 or 15 people there, and some, a neighbor called the police on them. That, that is the thing that we have to fear in a weird way more than the stupid policies of Mr. Yeah. Synapses Aren't Working Newsom. You know, if anything though, I appreciate that it now lets me know like the level of brain power that someone does or does not have. Like if I see somebody driving down the road and they're in their car by themselves and they're not an Uber <laughs> or Lyft ask with their windows up, I'm like, you know what? We ain't gonna be friends. But when I see somebody on a hike and they don't have a mask on and I don't have a mask on, it's like you do this little head nod, like you're logical, I'm logical, we should be friends. And I think that uh, unfortunately that silencing culture that you just referenced or that fear culture that you just referenced has come from a lot of time, the rich and the powerful that are um, you know, running fashion, running finance, running the tech industry, running social media and running Hollywood. And I hope that there's going to be a hope, small but silent and even mighty um, level of people in the state that rise up and say, no, we're not gonna put up with this crap anymore. And I don't know, once again, this is anecdotal, but I'm seeing the restaurant association push back. I'm seeing public school teachers that are against the unions that are starting to push back on social media. I'm seeing parents that are saying, hey, you know, what are we gonna do with our kids? How come private schools can do this well, but public schools cannot? Um, that are asking these questions. You're you're seeing restaurants that decided to remain open, like Joe's down in Redondo Beach, and fighting against the LA County Health Department and got tons of support from the local community. I went down there and 80% of the crowd were registered Democrats and Biden voters. And so I think I see hope in those instances of true humanity saying, government, get out of our way, shut up and let us do what we need to do for the betterment of ourselves and our families. And I think agreeing with Adam, I wish it would spread, but even as it does, the mainstream media is not going to cover it because it goes against the narrative of fear that they are trying to spread. Yeah, Rick, you must love that that last portion of what she said there because, you know, I went to a whole bunch of uh, of Trump rallies in Beverly Hills and obviously you were in the administration and, and you were out on the campaign trail for Trump. There were a ton of people that I met that were not Republicans. They were not conservatives. Yeah. They were, these were apolitical people or they were restaurateurs mugged by reality or something like that that I actually do think maybe there's a chance that it wouldn't just be that he would get replaced by some other, you know, sort of whacked out progressive, but maybe a, a guy like Rick Grinnell? What do you think? Look, I, I think every, everybody's frustrated in California, no matter where you go. My every, you know, neighbor that I have is a, is a liberal. I have great friends who are on the left. I have friends, very close friends, who campaigned for Gavin Newsom, who are now collecting signatures oh, wow. to recall him because they realize that he has mismanaged from a political standpoint, just his pure management, uh, you know, tactics 
are what's convincing people that he's not up to the job. I mean, let alone, you know, he, we don't have a timber industry and we have forest fires. We keep telling people to conserve water. We live on the ocean. Uh, we, we are, you know, the California has no LNG terminal. Think about that. We have exploded liquid natural gas, natural gas industry to the point where it's transformed our economy. And we've got no terminal in all of California because the governor thinks that somehow it's bad. And therefore, we're not able to participate in the LNG explosion and sell to China, which would also help on climate issues. Mm -hmm. So we, we now are seeing liberals who say, this governor doesn't know what he's doing. But I think Adam's point is a good one, is that everybody silently doesn't like this guy and sees the mismanagement and sees the homelessness. But then they, they're not speaking up. Mm -hmm. Yes, when you're mugged by reality and you own a restaurant, you do. Or you have kids that are in the government-controlled schools and your neighbors go to Catholic schools and you're like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. why are they going and my kids in the government schools don't get to go? So you, I would say if we could just tell people to speak up and say what's on your mind, whether you're liberal, conservative, declined to state, whatever you are, if you feel that Gavin Newsom has mismanaged the state, you are not alone, speak up. Adam, you're the big Hollywood star here. What do we do about all your Hollywood friends? You know, I think we have instilled such a climate of fear and we have shown so many examples of people being canceled that these people who, who aren't the most heroic uh, by nature to start with, you know, they're not firefighters or loggers, they're actors, you know? So most of them have a nice yellow streak running down their spine from birth. And now we're asking those people to jeopardize their career because the left has done a wonderful job of silencing people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's sort of like <clears throat> what they, what the left did is they do one of those movies, like in those movies like Die Hard or something, where they have all the people hostage and uh, the bad guy, the heavy, like walks in and he points at the secretary and he goes, come here, I want to tell you something. And then he just puts a bullet in her head and she falls to the ground and they go, OK, any more questions? Mm -hmm. So we saw that one person drop that now. That's enough to keep the other 30 people in, in line in that room, except for it's not one person. It's every day we see somebody new canceled in Hollywood from the Bachelor host to Gina Carano or who, whoever. I mean, the list is too long for us to remember. So the left has done a fantastic job in silencing people because they've removed them from their livelihood. And it's despicable. And obviously the same people that never stop bloviating about McCarthyism are the ones that are just sort of sitting silently by the sidelines right now. But it's been a, an incredibly effective tool. And the only way it's going to work, I mean, I always sort of look at it this way, which is if you are in a prison camp and there's three guards with machine guns and you want to rush them individually at 30 second intervals, you're all going to die eventually. If you all just bum rush mm -hmm. them at the same time, most of us are getting out of here. Some of us are going to get shot, but our only shot is the full gang bum rush. And so I think as people sort of come out, 
They send their tweets out there. They make their opinions known. They get picked off one by one. But if there was just a wave, a, a groundswell of this, they couldn't pick anyone, everyone off. I mean, you look, think about something like Scientology. I was doing radio in 1999, and I said some horrible stuff about Scientology. Everyone told me, oh, they're going to destroy you. They will destroy you. Scientology would destroy you. But once a, enough people came, first off, you realize they're paper tigers. There's no teeth mm-hmm. there. But once now everyone comes up and rises up against Scientology, and there's nothing they can do. But if you do it individually, they can pick you off one by one. Adam, have you ever thought that maybe they were playing the 25-year game? <laughs> They're on. Yeah, it's the slow game. They're coming after me. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, what's going on with the deplatforming and the cancel culture is it, you guys really have to think about Scientology 25 years ago. The deal was like everyone knows they're crackpots. Everyone wants to say something, but you say something because they will destroy you. And everyone just sat silently. Alicia, since you mentioned you have you have young kids, uh, although they're they're not being taught all the woke stuff just yet at that age, I seriously hope that. And you're teaching them at home. That, yeah, and homeschool. What 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 are, you, what are you hearing though from your friends that have young kids that are that are in the schools? Because every day I see something on Twitter where it's like you know white kids being taught that they're bad and we want equity, yeah. not equality, and, you and know, all the and usual those- stuff. And even though public schools here aren't open specifically in the Bay Area and uh, LAUSD where we live and have most of our friends, um, there's the, the the promised land of Orange County, as my husband likes to call it. <laughs> it seems the most yeah. normal place. Ventura, other counties for those outside of LA, that's uh-huh. an area just us and just south of us, beautiful coastal areas with more normal people and can steal and carry permits. Um, but <laughs> I am hearing a lot of frustration from parents that they'll walk in on their kids and the teacher is just spewing stuff on Zoom mm-hmm. or complaining about uh, COVID regulations, but not about the reopening, about wanting to remain closed, um, telling the kids to double mask, telling them not to visit their grandparents. Like before Christmas, a girlfriend of mine whose girls are at a very swanky private school here in Los Angeles said she walked in on her first grader and the teacher was telling her that it would be selfish to go see her grandma for Christmas. I'm sorry, right. but if I'm paying 30 that's none of your business to tell my kid anything outside of teaching them reading, writing, and arithmetic. So unfortunately, it's not just a public school problem. It's a secular school problem. And uh, I think that parents need to definitely explore. I'm a thousand percent a fan of school choice. And I think that the California Republican Party and and Republican politicians nationwide are being very remiss to not latch on to the school choice issue right now because it is something that polls incredibly well, even with Democratic minority women in this state, because every woman in the country cares about her children. Yeah, although oddly, uh, Elizabeth Warren and many other Democrats who send their children to private schools, they don't like school choice. Isn't that, it's so weird how these guys do that. (laughs) Um, All right, before I let you guys go, look, so everyone gets it. Cali's a mess, Florida's great, we all get it. Everyone's (laughs) fleeing San Francisco and moving to Miami and hopefully they don't ruin Miami like a pack of locusts, but we shall see. Rick, I'll do you first. Are you gonna run? Are you gonna run? I want you to run. I'm saying it out loud. I say it on Twitter all the time. Will you run for governor and save California? 
Look, um, this is a long answer, but uh, I think what Alicia said about school choices is such a big issue, and it's fundamentally rooted in, in some of our problems in California. I have launched this organization called Fix California, and it's doing three things long term. And so uh, I, we can talk about it all day, but, but just to answer your question, I think that too many people have abandoned California and not tried to fix and do the long-term things. So mm -hmm. I'm committed to doing the long-term things. I've said, I, I'm not gonna think about running for governor in 2022. I think it's, it's a, you know, you're not gonna win. In California as a Republican, unless we fix the system and the three things that I'm doing with Fix California should fix the system if we can get them accomplished in five years. So 2022 is out. Let's see what happens when we get uh, signatures, if we get signatures and if they don't play games on a recall. All right. I appreciate the long game, but I guess that means I have to look to Corolla now. Corolla, you're going to run? Uh, somebody actually brought that up to me uh, earlier today, that there's some group that was uh, interested. Uh, it's a funny thing because I would never think of myself as a politician and never in a million years would ever run for something. But, you know, a few years ago, I didn't think of myself as a documentarian or an mm -hmm. author or any of that stuff. So uh, who knows? And possibly one day even gay. The, uh, the, the day is young. It Who is knows California. what changes await for me? Yeah. Um, you know, my thing is like, I don't have hard, fast answers for things. I like, I will hear what people have to say. And if it seems to make sense, uh, I, I will definitely think about it. I mean, it, it seems insane, but what's been happening is the more shows I do like your own, but even like TMZ, when I'm done explaining what we need to do, the host just pauses and goes, well, why don't you run for governor? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sort of like, uh, Arlie Ermy, Arlie Ermy, Gunny miss that guy, man. I miss Arlie Ermy, but he was the, he was the, uh, drill sergeant in full metal jacket. And he originally was signed on to work as an advisor to the film, huh. you know? So he was saying to the actor who's playing the drill sergeant, no, say it like this. And, uh, you know, your last easy day was yesterday. After a while, the director just went, well, why don't you just do it? And that's how he got the part. So for me and governor, it's kind of like, I'm sitting around telling everyone how to fix everything and what we need to do and how it should work and who would be a good person. But at some point, I think some people are looking at me going, well, then why don't you just do it if you're the one with all the answers? So maybe. Wow. Corolla, I'm very pleased. I, I, I don't know what to say. I can't, I'll endorse you right this second. Uh, Alicia, I'm going to guess that you're not going to run, but can you take us out with a, with a pleasant overview of the future? perhaps under oh, Governor Corolla. Under, oh, under Governor Corolla, that'd be amazing. And now we just need a Republican or, or a competent person with a brain who cares about schools and homelessness and health here as mayor of LA, that'd be nice. Yeah, small steps, uh, we'll, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> That's a lot to ask. Well, act, I, am, uh, I always try to end these with a little hopeful something, but Corolla, you just gave it to me. There's a chance, so you're saying there's a chance. That, that's all I asked for. Rick, you're gonna play the long game. Alicia, we'll keep staying and fighting. Uh, I thank you guys. Oh, and more importantly than anything we've said here, if you haven't signed the recall yet and you live in California, you can't do it online. They make this thing as difficult 
as possible. Go to recallgavin2020.com where you can find out where you can actually have to do it by hand. And Rick, you know all about this. They're very specific. If your pen touches the line, then that doesn't count. Follow but the rules. Follow the rules. It's so bananas. I signed it in a huge crowd at a rally. And it's like, if literally, if your pen touches the line, they, they won't count yeah. it. But somebody has to yeah. hold the thing for you because you can't be indoors. It's all, it's all crazy. But recallgavin2020.com. I thank you guys. And hey, we got a chance. Corolla, I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna sign up on GoDaddy for your campaign website and then I'll charge you later. Thanks, Dave. You'll be the minister of smoked meats in my cabinet. <laughs> I can do that, I can do that. All right, thank you guys. Thanks guys.